Today is Monday, March 22nd, and you know, as always, there's a lot of basketball to be discussed. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a variety of things from, obviously, the NBA trade deadline, which is this week. It's going to be ending on March 25th, so I wanted to discuss that again. I definitely want to get into, you know, a couple of the people that are on the trade blocks, a couple of people that have been in the conversation, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about a few injuries that have taken the NBA by storm this past week and what it means for the rest of the NBA. I also want to talk about the Rookie of the Year candidate, speaking of injuries. And of course, last but not least, I got to get into my New York Knicks team in the Knicks and Dime segment, so stay tuned for that. So let's get right into it, y'all. The NBA trade deadline is this Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, March 25th. And a few people have come up since the last time we spoke. A few people have come up in the in the conversation. As a matter of fact, P.J. Tucker from, well, formerly on the Houston Rockets, got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. For some reason, I can't remember. It's not coming to me who he got traded for. But I thought that was an excellent pickup for Milwaukee. They're finally ramping it up. You know, they're getting ready for the playoffs. And P.J. Tucker is a hard-nosed defender, uh, stretch forward that can play both sides of the ball I mean obviously he's not going to be an offensive threat much but he's going to be able to stretch the floor for guys like Giannis Drew Holiday and Middleton so I thought that was great for them another player that came up was Aaron Gordon he just requested a trade from the Orlando Magic and it's funny because I have the same reaction to Aaron Gordon requesting a trade as I've had for Aaron Gordon as a player throughout his career I don't know who said it first but I remember people comparing him to a, like Blake Griffin and calling him like the off, off-brand version of Blake Griffin. And it's funny because I just, that's kind of what I feel like he is. You know, he's very athletic and I think he's a very talented player, but nothing about him really moves the needle for me. I don't think that he goes to a team and makes them a championship team unless they're already, you know, contending and they just, they're adding pieces. So if we're talking about a team like maybe, you know, the Lakers or a team like Philadelphia, who wouldn't even make sense to add a team or play like that. But I don't know, maybe Phoenix could add a player like that and make them a little more dynamic. But I'm really having a hard time trying to think about a team right now that Aaron Gordon goes to where he fits and he just makes them that much better of a team. So hopefully one of you guys listening could, you know, school me and put me on. But I'm not necessarily excited about Aaron Gordon requesting a trade from the Orlando Magic. His career has been subpar, in my opinion. He hasn't done anything that really 
I feel like warrants, you know, super, super excitement about him requesting a trade. But anyway, also I've heard about Kelly Oubre. I was reading on Bleacher Report, well, according to Shams from Twitter, that Golden State is shopping Kelly Oubre. And they're also interested in getting Bogdan Bogdanovich, which in my opinion, which be, would be a great fit for the Golden State system in terms of what Clay was for the team and what and and what you know Bogdan Bogdanovich is now. I'm not saying that Bogdan Bogdanovich is Clay Thompson, but I think that his game is very similar in terms of what he brings to it in terms of you know being a, a elite shooter, obviously. He's not the most athletic, but he's quick on his feet. You know, he's got some offensive skill. I can't really speak to his defense much. Uh, Clay was an all-NBA defender, so I can't really speak to Bogdan's defense much. But I think in terms of what he brings to the table and how he affects the game, compared to Kelly Oubre, I think that's a better fit for Golden State. So if they could find a way to get that trade to happen, even though I don't think the Atlanta will bite on that because, you know, they just got Bogdan Bogdan of his back, like, or maybe a month and a half ago. So I don't know if they're necessarily trying to trade him right now. He's been looking good. Atlanta's, ever since they fired the last coach and, and hired Nate McMillan, they've been bowling. So I don't necessarily think that trade is going to happen. But Golden State has, you know, a few pieces. I'm sure if they, you know, if, if Atlanta doesn't think they're going to really be competing for a championship, they may be able to pull something off and, you know, get some assets back. So who knows? But I thought that was very interesting. Next thing I want to talk about is the Houston Rockets. I know we've mentioned them a few times on the show. I don't know if I mentioned a bet that I got going on with one of my one of my boys, Mike. Stay blessed. Hopefully he's listening to this episode. But I probably doubt he I doubt he wants to hear this part because Houston is on a 20-game losing streak, which means the chances of them having a better season or a better record this season than the New York Knicks is slim to none. And he's probably gonna owe me some money at the end of the season. But besides that, uh, I think that Houston really needs to figure something out, man. I think they need to make a trade happen before the before the trade deadline. Obviously, Christian Wood was injured for about I think sixteen games, and they lost every game. But even though he just got back like a few games ago, they have still continued to lose. So I think it's time to make something happen. You know, they did what they could by trying to trade what they. Uh, trade for Houston, I mean, trade for James Harden. They did what they could, but this team is not it. I feel bad for the coach because this is the worst season to try to, you know, come in and try to rebuild this Houston team, but you got to start from somewhere. And yeah, man, I think that they need to make a trade happen as soon as possible. I don't know if it's going to be John Wall. I don't know if it's going to be Victor Oladipo, but they need to keep Christian Wood. They need to keep uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And, and and work around that and just start a complete rebuild with some young guys and make something happen because this this is sad to watch, to be honest. I haven't even been really watching too much. I've just been looking at a lot of the highlights. So I can't really speak to whose fault it is, who's, who's best on the court, who's not. But I do know that something needs to be shaken up in Houston because they definitely have a problem right now. Moving on to a couple of injuries that have shaken up the NBA, man. First of all, this whole season has just been wild with injuries and COVID protocol and so many key players in the NBA missing games. It's really disappointing. But this week, man, we just we just got win that. Well, we didn't just get win, but LeBron, man, he's going to be out 
for four for three to four weeks because of a high sprain, ankle sprain. And I didn't watch that game, but I did see the the I guess the play where homeboy landed on LeBron's leg. A few people didn't think that was a basketball play. I can't say whether it was or wasn't, but it sucks because you know we often look at LeBron like he's indestructible. Most of his career, he's played most of the games, so it sucks that you know, especially now with Anthony Davis sidelined. Now you gotta go. To, now you got you know the captain of your team basically sidelined as well. So. I don't know what that means for the Lakers in terms of where they're going to fall in the standing, but I also know that if they do manage to get their team back healthy, it's not going to matter where their standing is as long as they're in the playoffs. LeBron and, and a healthy Anthony Davis is going to be a problem for any team, so I don't think that matters too much, but I do think that making a trade happen wouldn't be the wouldn't be a bad idea for the Lakers before the trade deadline also. I think that they need to make something happen. And this also definitely is going to affect any type of chance LeBron had to be in the MVP conversation again, even though, you know, a few of us think that LeBron should have multiple MVPs. I mean, more than MVPs that he has, it's not going to happen this season for him, at least in my opinion. But another award that we kind of expected to go to, you know, this uh, to someone, and it was kind of obvious this season, but it's probably going to be affected now that he's injured for the rest of the season is LaMelo Ball, man. I was super disappointed to hear about LaMelo being out for the rest of the season. If you were listening to the last episode, I was kind of just talking about how I'm on the LaMelo Ball fan club. And maybe I'm the reason. I'm not going to even take blame for that. So all the LaMelo fans knocking on wood, I, I, that's not what I meant. You know, it's not my fault. But it's unfortunate that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. But that does open up the door for a lot of rookies to fight for that Rookie of the Year championship or that Rookie of the Year award. And I know I mentioned a few rookies last episode, but I wanted to mention a few guys that I think that actually have a chance of winning Rookie of the Year award, the Rookie of the Year award. Last episode, I didn't mention how crazy Anthony Edwards has been balling all season, the number one pick of the 2020 NBA draft. He's been, you know, he's been living up to the hype, super athletic, already got the dunk of the year, in my opinion, on, I don't even know his name, but he's on the Toronto Raptors, and if you've been watching basketball this season, you know exactly what dunk I'm talking about, because when I watched that dunk, I literally yelled out loud, so I think that, you know, with LaMelo out, even though I thought he was literally the unanimous, uh, the unanimous rookie of the year, I think now the the fight is a little more close. It's a little it's gonna be a you know a toss up between Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, like I mentioned last episode, he's been having a great season, even though Sacramento let me I gotta check my my standings again. I don't think Sacramento is doing too hot this season. Now they're not. They're at the thirteenth spot. But I don't think that matters when it comes to rookie of the year. So I think Tyrese Halliburton, he has a really good chance of winning. Let me pull up his numbers real quick. He's currently averaging 12 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. That's pretty solid numbers. You know, he's 6'5", so I'm, I'm expecting him to continue to develop and become a, a threat. His 3-point shooting is impeccable, shooting 40, 41% from the 3-point line. And yeah, man, I think that he's going to be a, a, a great, a great first of all, a great player in the NBA, but he's definitely going to be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. And you know I have to mention my guy IQ, Emmanuel Quickly, in New York. 
he's been having a great season, even though he's been he missed a few games. He missed uh, he just got back, but I think that he's going to be great and he's going to be a lethal shooter for for the NBA. I mean, he's going to be a lethal shooter in the NBA for years to come. So, I'm definitely looking forward to you know, continuing to watch him grow and I think he's going to be in the conversation for rookie year as well. James Wiseman is another guy, obviously a number the number 2 pick in the draft. He's been having a great season, but I think that he's been dealing with injuries. I haven't been hearing a lot about him much in the last few days or a few weeks, so to speak. So, I don't know. I think that he could be in the conversation as well now. And is still, you know, we still got another, I guess, what, 30 games in the season. So, other rookies come out of nowhere and, you know, sneak in the conversation. But as of right now, those are the, the guys that I, I know for a fact are going to be, you know, in that conversation when it's time to decide who the rookie of the year is. So, guys, I think we might as well get into it. The Knicks and Dimes segment. Yesterday, the New York Knicks had a game against the Philadelphia 76ers again, which came down to the wire. And unfortunately, we lost that game. But I can't even I can't even be mad. Again, as always this season, the Knicks have been fighting, so I can't even be mad. As long as the Knicks are competing every game, who am I to, you know, who am I to say they're doing terrible or anything like that? As a matter of fact, the Knicks are doing excellent this season. This is supposed to be a rebuild season, and we're currently sitting in the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference with a 21-22 record at 48% right now. Our win column, I mean our win total, win percentage. You know, I think that the last few games that we've had have been extremely difficult. You know, we played against Philadelphia twice. Even though they haven't had Joel Embiid, they're still the number one team in the Eastern Conference, and they still have arguably the defensive player of the year on their team in Ben Simmons a potential all-star in Tobias Harris and some young killers in Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton. Uh, they still have a, a three-time champion or a two-time, three-time? I believe three-time champion in Danny Green. And, you know, yeah, and they got a great coach in Doc Rivers. We had to play them twice. We played Brooklyn. We're about to play Milwaukee. We got Washington two games. So we've, we had a tough schedule, but, I mean, I think that we, we've been handling ourselves well in these games. We could have, you know, bowed out. We could have gotten smoked. Even in the back-to-backs, we could have gotten smoked, but we didn't. And we've been fighting. Julius Randle has been putting the team on his back. R.J. Barrett is going to be a perennial all-star. I'm going to say that. I think I'm going to say that every episode until I'm getting to the point where I'm saying I told y'all so. Because the kid is only 20 years old, and he's showing up big time in these games. These, these games against Philly and Brooklyn and all the Eastern Conference teams have a, a real tough playoff atmosphere to it. So the fact that my young boy has been showing up for these games, I'm super proud. Julius Randle has been showing up for these games. The game yesterday, he, he brought the game to overtime with that clutch triple on Tobias Harris. I couldn't be happier with how he's performing. I couldn't be happier with how RJ's performing. Other guys on the team, Alec Burke is a bucket Reggie Bullock is playing exactly how we need him to play, 3 and D, making sure he's making these buckets. You know, even though he hasn't, you know, he's had moments where he's been inconsistent. He has moments when he's been consistent. But that's that's really how the season has been for us. But granted, like I said, this is a rebuild season. And the fact that we've been able to do this, I just know we're only going to get better. Now, I got to slow down because I feel like I'm super excited. And I don't want to forget to talk about 
other things that I want to talk about. Because I feel like after I listen to the episodes oftentimes, I'm like, damn, I forgot to say this. I was so excited. I forgot to say that. I was supposed to say that. So let me slow down for a second and, and talk about a couple of things. One, the referees have been killing us in these games. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Knicks games, but the referees have been killing us. And I hate to blame games or losses on refs because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of missed free throws or a lot of turnovers, a lot of things that we could have done to prevent ourselves from being in a situation where we could have lost the game in the first place. But yesterday's game was yesterday's game was an example of how the refs have just been smoking these games, man. We lost the game to free throws because apparently Julius Randle pushed Tobias Harris going for a, a missed shot by, you know, Shake Milton in the last few seconds of the game. It was a t- If you guys go watch it, it's, it was just a bad call, a call at that time. Like, I'm not saying that it was the wrong call, but it's like, you know, the game was physical all game. So for you to call that, it was just, I felt like it was just distasteful. It was kind of annoying. You know, if you go and just let them compete, let them compete. Don't call that at the end of the game to kind of just ruin it for even the fans watching. But regardless, I love where the Knicks are at right now. I think that teams do not want to see them in the playoffs because the Knicks are a defensive team. When it comes to playoff basketball, offensive teams are great and exciting to watch during the regular season. But hard, grinded out games, that's what defense is for. That's what Tom Thibodeau teams are for. And I'm not saying that we're going to win a championship this year. But all I'm saying is in a rebuild year like this, if we can manage to make it to the first round, a lot of teams are not going to want to see us. Even teams like Brooklyn, I love you know I, I love what they're they doing over there. I think that they have a really good chance of winning the championship once all those guys are healthy. But I do believe that we're going to give them a hard time, healthy or not. I think that you know when we have a full roster, we're going to give any team a hard run for their money. And that's not even me being a biased Knicks fan. I think that's that's a solid statement. You know, a lot of other teams can't say that. You know, they have a defense like ours. And we don't even have shooters like that. But we keep a team below 100. If you're looking at the stats, we're keeping a lot of these elite teams below 100 or close to 100 points a game. And that's very elite defense. And I think that, you know, we're well prepared for these games. We really get blown out. And we're making it tough. We, we're in every single game. Even if you're up by, even if we're down by 18, like you saw, like in a team like Brooklyn, we're in a bleach report right now. They're ranked as the number one team in the power rankings. And we're, we're still making it difficult. You know, even if we're down by 18, we're, we're coming back and we're showing grit. So I think teams like that are teams that have success in the playoffs. So if we manage to do that, I think we're going to be in a great position. Another thing I wanted to talk about is another ball brother, Alonzo, who has apparently expressed interest and becoming a New York Knick. And I must say, I'm really excited about that. I've always been a Lonzo Ball fan since he was in UCLA. You know, I've, I've been full of the, I'm a fan of the Ball brothers. Obviously, I'm a fan of LeVar. <laughs> but I think that Lonzo coming to New York will be big time, will be box office. And I think that's exactly what we need for our New York culture. I've been saying I don't think that we need to go try to get a superstar and try to sign a LeBron or sign a Kevin Durant, even though you know, having those things are nice, but for the New York culture, I don't think we like, you know, to get things the easy way. I think we like to, you know, earn it 
earn it the hard way. The way we've won our championships in the past have been through defense and team basketball. And I think right now that's exactly what we're building. You know, so a guy like Lonzo, I think he fits because we don't have that. He's not a scoring point guard. I feel like he's a team-oriented point guard, team-first point guard, pass-first point guard. And he's going to set up our guys perfectly. Guys like R.J. Barrett to be the scorer that he's supposed to be, be the dog that he's supposed to be, and the triple threat he's supposed to be. Julius Randle, obviously, the triple threat he's supposed to be. Mitchell Robinson is going to just be a lob threat every game. Not only that, he's going to be a monster defensively every game. I think we're building it the right way. And guys like Lonzo are starting to, you know, show interest. And that's perfect because he fits, you know, the age group of our guys. He's going to be, I believe, 23. He's asking, as a matter of fact, he got drafted the same year as Frank. So I'm hoping that we can manage to, you know, get Lonzo in free agency and still resign Frank and keep him as the backup with IQ. And I think that would be perfect for us, you know, moving forward. So we'll see how that goes. We got we got a lot of options. We got a lot of money to play with. And I can't wait to say, I can't wait to see New York in the, in the conversation for a championship. A lot of people like to scoff and laugh at that, you know, oh, typical Knicks fans getting, getting ahead of yourselves. But if you're paying attention to what's going on, we're building it the right way. We're building it the right way. We're in 2021. And this is all recorded, and this is going to be online for, for as long as I live. So we can come back and look at this. I think the Knicks are going to be in the conversation sooner than people think. As long as Leon Rose is in office, and as long as James Dolan continues to let him play his position, I think we're finally starting to move in the right direction. And anyone that's a real basketball fan, not just somebody that just likes to, you know, make jokes and, you know, try to make make a mockery of any conversation, if you're really paying attention, we're moving in the right direction. And I'm not going to say that, you know, we're champions in the next two years or so, but best believe that we're going to be one of the, the more respected teams and one of the teams fighting for a championship in the next several years. And this is before 2025. If I'm wrong, well, so be it, but I doubt it. And that's going to be today's episode, y'all. So until next time, thank y'all for listening. Later.